We've been celebrating America's birthday for almost now 30 years in this church. And uh, I stand to be corrected if I am missing one Sunday. I think I spoke every Sunday before or during uh, the July 4th celebration. And uh, I can't have enough Sundays in my life to sing the praises of this beautiful country of ours. May God bless America. I uh, came and sat on my chair there. Everybody knows where I sit. And I found this beautiful shirt. Someone gave me this beautiful shirt. I am proud to be an American. I am. And I hope every one of you is proud to be an American. Thank you, whoever gave me this. Thank you, I will know. And you know that I will wear it on Tuesday morning too. And we should wear our patriotism on our sleeves day and night. For we have the most wonderful, best country under the sun. Banan. I want to bring to your attention a few facts today. And I want to use a verse that is in the Bible. And the verse is found in Psalm 33 and verse 12. Psalm 33 and verse 12. You don't have to open it. It's a short verse. And I will read it to you. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. I repeat that. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. As we celebrate our independence today, a quick look of what God has bestowed upon us is appropriate at this time. We have, and I want to stress on this, we have freedom unparalleled anywhere in the world. Do you agree with me? Amen. We are grateful for the godly men and women who gave their lives for our nation to give us such a great life. We also thank our Heavenly Father, who has allowed us to become one of the richest nation ever. We have almost everything in abundance, and we live in a great bounty. We are also privileged to live in a country where citizens can take an active part in government. And civil rights are respected more than anywhere else on earth. We pride ourselves to be citizens of the most powerful country under the sun. We also have been blessed. We are the richest country under the sun. We are sophisticated. We are superior in knowledge and independent and have no need of nothing. We have the best government and a wide range of laws to protect the people. We are ahead of any other nations in electronics, engineering, entrepreneurship, manufacturing, farming, and national output. We are far ahead in medicine, science, research, home building, and communications. We are advanced in space. We went to the moon and came back. 
we are the most generous nation under the sun. And all this has been given to us by our, our Almighty God. God blessed America and we thank Him. Truly, truly, we are a blessed nation. What is the secret of this nation's greatness? How do we measure our wealth and our great achievements? I have one simple answer. By simply acknowledging that all we have accomplished, all we have accomplished, derives from our nation's foundation on the principles found in the word of God. Don't go far. Don't look. Don't search. Don't ask. This nation was found on the word of God. And that's why this nation is still strong regardless of what we see in our days today. Daniel Webster once said, there is no solid basis for civilization but in the word of God. If we abide by the principles taught in the Bible, our country will go on prospering and will prosper. I make it a practice, he says, to read the Bible through once every year. God bless his heart. When the Capitol building was built, its designers were well aware of the dependence of the members of Congress upon God and prayer. Maybe you don't know that this, but this is my research. The 83rd Congress designated a small room in the Capitol near the rotunda that is always open for the private prayer and meditation of members of the Congress. This room is open whenever Congress is in session and stand as a witness to the need for prayer by our nation's leaders. The focal point of the room is an intricate stained glass window that depicts George Washington kneeling in prayer. It's still there. Surrounding him are words from Psalm 16. Preserve me, O God, for in thee do I put my trust. That's why we're rich. Because we trust in the Lord. Even our money has. In God we trust. In his address at the bicentennial celebration of the landing of the pilgrims at Plymouth Rock. On December 22, 1820, Daniel Webster said, Our ancestors established their system of government on morality and religious sentiment. Moral habits, they believed, cannot safely be trusted on any other foundation than religious principles. Nor any government be secure which is not supported by moral habits. Whatever makes men good Christians makes them good citizens. Rosa Parks, she recently died, said, God bless her heart, 
The church was and is the foundation of community. It became our strength, our refuge, and our haven. You go to church? Please come to church every Sunday. And every Wednesday. And every time we have services. Calvin Coolidge once wrote, The foundations of our society and our government rest so much on the teachings of the Bible that it would be difficult to support them in faith in these teachings would cease to be practically universal in our country. Can we still maintain and protect what God gave us? That's the question. Can we still maintain what we have? We can. My answer, as I said, is simple. We can if we follow the word of God and live to manifest it. Our duty as Christians is to show in our lives two major things. One, faithfulness to our Redeemer. Are we faithful to our God? Quickly, I will cover that. And faithfulness requires obedience. Are we obedient to our God? No wavering. No compromise. We are asked to be faithful today. If we are faithful to God, we can be faithful to country. And the second thing is to be loyal. If we are loyal to God, we can be loyal in any area in our lives. Don't go far. Faithfulness requires obedience. And loyalty to our country requires first loyalty to our God. Keep this in mind and you will never be losing ground for the Lord and for your country. We must live examples of respect, support and sacrifice to the whole world and show by our behavior what godly men and women are. The word of God stands alone as the only foundation and guide toward keeping America great. Righteousness, the Bible says, righteousness exalts a nation. Only righteousness puts a nation above any other nation. But the Bible continues and we read, sin is a disgrace to any people. The winds of atheism and infidelity are blowing, fiercely blowing against God and against the children of God. Not in this country, but all over the world. There are strange winds, fierce winds against your faith and mine and against every church that stands for the Lord Jesus Christ. Against every man and woman, these winds are blowing. People want us to leave our faith and leave God. They're trying to subject our nation today to forget about Christmas, to forget about believing in God, to take God out of We believe in God. In God we trust. They don't want to hear the word of God. But one thing I encourage you. You and me and every Christian. Who believes in the Lord Jesus Christ as his savior. Let them blow. We can say let the winds blow. 
They cannot move the hearts of men and women whose God is their Lord. Remember that. They cannot move us if our faith is in the Lord Jesus Christ. It takes also our personal commitment to our God. Listen to this. The 56 men who signed the Declaration of the Independence, who sacrificed their lives so we can live in liberty, were men like you and me. They were not rabble-rousing outcasts. They had security, but they valued liberty more than security. Standing tall, straight, and unwavering, they pledged. For the support of this declaration, with a firm reliance on the protection of the divine providence, we mutually pledge to each other our lives, our fortunes, and our sacred honor. That is commitment. They gave us an independent America. And the question is, can we keep it? I say yes, if we sacrifice. They were patriots, and we need to be. Nathan Hale once said, and we heard it earlier, I only regret that I have but one life to lose for my country. At this moment, we should take a little time, a fraction of your time, to salute our troops who are in harm's way to protect our liberty and to protect us from the enemies of God, who those troops who are defending our country from the forces of evil, we should salute them and pray for them and support them and may God be with them and bless them and bring them back to us safely. Christianity and patriotism go hand in hand. They have much in common. If you are loyal to your God, you must be loyal to your country. And support those who are over us. We have godly men in government. We need to pray for, presenting them daily before the throne of God. Those who profess Christ, us, as their Savior, have a greater responsibility to show the world Where their allegiance is. I pledge allegiance. We say we heard this one. To the flag. We pledge allegiance first. To God himself. And then to our country. Do people know where we stand? Do they know that we are Christians? Are we by our behavior. Showing to the whole world. What kind of people we are. At school, at work, everywhere we go, at church, we should be true ambassadors for the Lord Jesus Christ. Do we talk about Him? Is He our Lord? Is He our guide? Is He our life? Is He our all in all? I read a story that touched me, and it's appropriate and to share it with you. A traveling man came into a hotel to secure a room for the night. Upon being informed that every room in the building had been taken, 
he was naturally quite perturbed until a portly gentleman standing nearby kindly offered to share his room with him. That doesn't happen that often. The offer was thankfully accepted. That was earlier in the century. Upon retiring, the man knelt and prayed by his bed, tenderly mentioning his guest for the night in his petition. In the morning, his host informed him that it was his custom to read a portion of the word of God and pray before taking up the responsibilities of the day. The effect upon the man was so moving, a strange feeling came over him. Something had been working in his heart all night long when he saw him kneeling to pray. When gently pressed by his stranger to accept the Lord Jesus as his personal Savior, his resistance went down in a heap. A soul had been won for Jesus Christ. But, this is what I want to mention to you. Who is this humble ambassador for Christ? Who is strikingly resembles a member of President Wilson's cabinet? When business cards were exchanged before parting to the guest's amazement, he read William Jennings Bryan, Secretary of State. doesn't matter who you are. We thank God for those who are in authority over us. And they flaunt their Christianity. Don't be ashamed of it. Tell the world. And this is the Secretary of State who won this man to Jesus Christ. Yes, true believers were involved in shaping the fiber of our country. Our patriotic hymn, My Country, Tis of Thee, was written by a Baptist preacher. Samuel Francis Smith, a Baptist minister. Francis Bellamy, I'm sorry, wrote the Pledge of Allegiance to the flag in 1892. The words in God we trust. carried on all our coins, are traced to the efforts of uh, Reverend Watkinson of Pennsylvania. He sent a letter of concern to the Honorable S.P. Chase, dated November 13, 1861, about this subject. Seven days later, Mr. Chase wrote James Pollock, the director of the U.S. Mint, as follows. No nation can be strong except in the strength of God or safe except in his defense. The trust of our people in God should be declared on our national coins. Will you cause a device to be prepared without delay with a motto expressing in the finest and tersest words possible this national recognition in God we trust and it happened. We are challenged at the beginning of this century to practice what we preach and to display to the world the spirit of our nation that is built, that was built, still is on the word of God. 
Those noble men and women lived and died. They practiced honesty and integrity through their service to our country. It behooves us at this moment at least to emulate what they have done. We are talking about being a nation that is digressing, that we are going further away from God on a daily basis almost. Because I said the powers of evil are working against it. It behooves us this afternoon on this day that we're celebrating the birthday of our nation, to stand tall and stand firm on the word of God. We should not be compromising. We will stand and we will not give an inch of our rights for God's will in our lives. A good number of those Christians, committed ones, and they were not, they were not ashamed of to, to stand for the Lord Jesus Christ in their lives. Now, should, should we be ashamed? It's not appropriate. It's not politically correct. It's not the time. The time is now. We heard the song. The time is now to stand for the Lord Jesus Christ. It's not tomorrow. It's not at an opportune time. It's now or never. America is the haven of the world all over. People don't love us. Many of them work against us. I think because they're jealous. <laughs> We're the most blessed country in the world and they're jealous of us. And they say we hate you. And I want to ask them a question. If you hate us, how come we have hundreds of thousands of visa waiting, people waiting on the Atlantic shore and another on the Pacific shore, on the north and on the south, people are jamming our borders to come and live in America. Is this a sign that they hate us? They love to come and live here and enjoy the freedom that God has given us. Let's protect it. Let's protect our liberty and freedom. What angers me is people living in America and speaking against America and complaining against America and not supporting our government and our laws. They want all the civic amenities that they can have, but they want the money, but they don't want the country. To these people I address this morning, you either love it and sacrifice for it, or pack your things and leave it. 
This is a Christian country. And it will stay by the will of God. A Christian country. We have the most churches in a country you can find. More than any other in the world. Missionaries have gone out from this country. To the four corners of the globe. Preaching the Lord Jesus Christ. You know why? Because we have experienced freedom in Jesus Christ. And we want to export it to the whole world. Let others export communism and terrors and evil. But we will export always the Lord Jesus Christ and him as a savior. That's why America is so big. That's why America is so great. That's why God is keeping America. And may God keep it safely. Let us today lift our voices to God in prayer for our president, the Congress, to our armed forces, and to those who are over us. This is what the Bible teaches in 1 Timothy chapter 2, verses 1 and 2. First of all, Paul is writing, I urge that petitions, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgivings To be made for everyone, for kings, and all those who are in authority, so that we may lead a tranquil life in all godliness and dignity. May God exercise our hearts to live above reproach and love and honor our country by honoring our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who died and rose to set us free. Blessed is the nation. Because God is the Lord. Let's bow our heads. We thank you for this day, our Father. We thank you for your gift to us, the Lord Jesus Christ, who gave us freedom and liberty. We thank you for our country, the United States of America. May you keep it healthy and great. And keep at each and every one of us in sync with your word. Help us to obey you, to love you, to stay faithful to the calling so we can serve you and serve this country of ours in all dignity and honesty. Dismiss us, we pray, in the Lord, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen.